You are listening to R.E. Master Talk. A warm welcome from the Ahmedabad. It's a cold winter morning in the north of India. And I'm speaking to you, the Queen of Hills, Shimla, which sits on an elevation of 2,276 meters above sea level. Today, we have a classic example of north meets south as I introduce you to our special guest who brings warmth and opportunity in the Irish sector, and he's from the country island, Sri Lanka. Please welcome Mr. Damata Kumarasinghe, Director General, Public Utilities Commission of Sri Lanka. Welcome Mr. Damata Kumarasinghe to RE Master Talks. Thank you. Uh, sir, it's a pleasure to have you here. And without wasting too much of your time early in the morning, I would directly come to the point. Now, sir, with the world, you know, when you know we are talking about the net zero plans coming into action and Sri Lanka vying for 70% of all its energy requirement by renewable energy by 2030 and further setting a target of 2050 to achieve a net zero carbon emission. How do you as an individual and as a government representative see the potential of investments happening in the island country in the coming future? Uh, yes, actually, uh, as you said, uh, Sri Lanka has a very clear policy now for renewable energy or the future of energy. Now, we have set 70% uh, from renewable by 2030 and, and it carbon zero by 2050. So, uh, during the next decade, uh, we need actually uh, triple the installed capacity. So we need about 8,000 to 10,000 uh, megawatts of solar, wind and other renewables to be installed in the country. Currently, we have about 4,000 uh, megawatts installed. So uh, even though this is a small system, uh, the procurement systems and other technical aspects need to be sorted out in order to have this uh, uh, leap from uh, towards renewable energy. Uh, and uh, also, uh, if you look at the investment potential, uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm from the local as well as the international players coming into the Sri Lanka market. Recently also, we have uh, called for, I mean, Sustainable Energy Authority has called for expressions for, of interest uh, for projects over 50 megawatts. And the uh, response is uh, very encouraging. And uh, therefore, uh, we expect uh, to achieve this target by 2030. And also, currently, the government is looking at promoting uh, e electrical uh, mobility, electric vehicles. Uh, as a part of this carbon zero target and for that also we need uh, a lot of energy to be generated from uh, renewable energy. So we are looking at the entire system of replacing fossil fuel uh, with renewable energy as much as possible and it's a, I know it's a, it's a steep target but uh, we are confident that we can achieve that. Definitely. We look forward to that. We look forward to that, uh, Mr. Namata. So, so now with the set targets to achieve net zero carbon emission 
uh, it also opens the door to a lot of investment opportunity. So how is the country equipping itself to the ease of doing business? Per se, government policies, financing, land availability, rooftops, or per se, electric vehicles, uh, mobile charging stations, uh, as in the charging stations for the vehicles. Uh, how is the country equipping itself to the ease of doing business? Uh, actually, uh, as I said, uh, now the targets are clearly set. Policy is very clear where we are heading. So now uh, the relevant agencies, including the Public Utilities Commission, we are preparing the uh, subsidiary legislation and the standards and the other procedures that are required for that. And also uh, the Public Utilities Commission has already prepared the standards for electric uh, vehicle charging stations and the procedures for implementation of those. So that on that side, uh, the private sector have enormous potential to invest. And also uh, regarding the uh, invest, uh, we are going to make the legislation, the subsidy legislation and the standards very uh, transparent so that uh, investors feel comfortable in engaging with Sri Lankan uh, Sri Lanka and uh, on the transportation side uh, apart from uh, the charging stations uh, I mean uh, the vehicle uh, uh, the standards on vehicles and the emission standards all are being uh, looked into at the moment all right great so so uh, i understand the you know the policies are coming into action there's a lot of framework which is coming into work uh, in fact i've been to sri lanka and i've seen there are a lot of electric vehicles also there so how strong is the push in sri lanka towards the ev sector and uh, uh, more towards battery storage uh, yeah actually uh, regarding uh, electric vehicles there were a, a, a huge trend towards electric vehicles starting around 2015. So, but uh, later, lately, uh, that enthusiasm has gone down a little. But now, since government has very clearly uh, set up the targets and the policy for transportation, uh, it will pick up uh, quite quickly. So, so uh, as in, uh, because as I said that you know, Sri Lanka has a lot of electric vehicles, but uh, is Sri Lanka also looking forward for battery storage? Uh, yes, actually battery storage is uh, looked at in a very serious way. And mm -hmm. even the expressions of interest uh, called by Sustainable Energy Authority recently, uh, battery storage was a part of that also. So currently, uh, as a country and as uh, as utilities, uh, all these uh, entities are looking at uh, implementation of battery storage very seriously, and there are a lot of studies going on on the grid and other applications of uh, battery storage. So. How, how do you see India as a partner towards your renewable energy and clean energy goals? Yeah, actually, uh, India is uh, moving very rapidly towards uh, renewable energy over the last decade or so. And a and lot of uh, investments are going into India with uh, large renewable energy projects. And 
since uh, India is the closest uh, uh, country to us, uh, we are looking forward uh, for Indian investments to come in as well as uh, the, there have been a dialogue for, for a long time on India-Sri Lanka uh, HVDC interconnection. I think that is also uh, being discussed uh, to absorb uh, energy and have a connectivity to South Asia um, regional grid. And uh, also a lot of Indian investors have already expressed their willingness to invest in Sri Lanka in large-scale renewable energy projects. So we are looking very positively uh, on that. Definitely, I think uh, you know, it will uh, surely boost uh, the Indian investment part also in Sri Lanka with the ease of doing business. As you've just narrated, the government is very proactive with the policies uh, in Sri Lanka for the investments. So I, I think the... Uh, investors in India would be looking forward to be part of the Sri Lankan investment plans in clean and clean, green energy. So my last question, you know, uh, which I would want you, you know, one thing which uh, you would personally want to push for the RE and clean energy space, keeping the future, uh, future generations in mind. Yes, actually, Actually, uh, uh, there are a few things when you consider the current incurred in the Sri Lankan system, power system for generation. Uh, renewable energy happened to be the cheapest source at this point of time. With all fossil fuel based generation is much, much more expensive. And, uh, and uh, they are in uh, escalating uh, pricing trend whereas the renewables are either stable or going down. So uh, we are very much interested in uh, many sides, uh, many aspects to promote renewable energy. Uh, one is the cost aspect, the other one is the environmental aspect, and also uh, looking at the betterment of future generations through uh, achieving uh, a higher set targets uh, of the government on renewable energy. Uh, Mr. Dameta, uh, you know, though I said that that was the last question, but I think I would add on to a little bit more. How do you see the prospect of bioenergy in Sri Lanka? Because I see that bioenergy has also been pushed a lot into the Sri Lankan market, and this has been one of the oldest forms of energy also in Sri Lanka. Yeah, actually, if you if you look at the entire energy uh, landscape of Sri Lanka, uh, about fifty percent of the total energy comes from bioenergy. Uh, so, uh, so mostly not in the form of electricity, but generating heat uh, aspect as well. So, so but uh, I think in future to come, uh, solar and wind will go into uh, create a, a huge space in energy generation, and and definitely the bioenergy has its place. And uh, given the fact that uh, people are very comfortable with it, uh, they will use it in uh, at uh, their domestic level for their energy requirements. True that. So, uh, Mr. Mehta, we look forward to, to actually you know connect with you more often and uh, rather personally. So, thank you so much for your time. I, along Thanks. with Thank Ari, you. I look forward to soon meeting you 
and meeting not just you, meeting our friends in Sri Lanka and us associates as well. And we wish you a very happy new year with health and happiness. Thank you. This is Amit Bats at RE Master Talks. Thank you. RE Master Talks. Master Talks.